Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. Fully loaded show. Chase Young coming to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Probably not, but we'll get into it. Dalvin Cook has been named another star that the Steelers should keep on their radar. And my boy Derek put out an article that I thought was very interesting about the Steelers' chances in the AFC this season. It's been a uh, beautiful day in the bird. It's like the the wind, the uh, the smoke from Canada is, is everywhere, so I can't even say it's a beautiful day in the Berg. It's a give-you-a-headache kind of week in the Berg. I would imagine that Kentucky's 10 times worse because every time we do this, it's like, ah, Pittsburgh's great. Ah, Kentucky is extra great, or it's pouring rain, one or the other. Man, the <laughs> It's been the uh the allergies, bro. It's been terrible. I've been running outside all week too, so that's been Oof. that's been a whole different ordeal. But man, it's just been it's been hard to breathe, bro. It's terrible. But yeah. overall, I can't complain, man. It's a uh, it's Friday. Yeah, headed into a it's a long weekend for me too, so I'm excited oh, about that. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. stuff right there. Gotta love a long yeah. weekend. Do you guys have? Did you guys get hit with the smoke from Canada yet? Is that is that made your way? It, not really the smoke, man. It's just been like we keep getting like air alerts, oh, and yeah, you definitely yeah, yeah. feel you definitely feel it when you're out there running. So yeah, yeah. I I, I was laughing. I had no idea this stuff was going on. Which you know, uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody up there, but right. and who's been affected by it. But in Pittsburgh, you get you get an air quality alert every like four days. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like you shouldn't go outside because this place used to be a giant steel mill and we're still dealing with the effects. So I saw, I was like, ah, yeah, it's whatever. It went for a couple of runs. I was like, oh, I really can't breathe out here. This is wild. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, again, T's and P's to everybody up there dealing with this. It is a beautiful week here in the Berg. Enjoy the long weekend. Let's get into uh, some Pittsburgh Steelers football. Chase Young, who has not been entered the trading block yet. I guess the, the commanders have given no indication that they're trying to get rid of this guy outside of declining his fifth-year option, which immediately sparks reports and speculation, obviously. To betonline.ag, the Steelers have the fifth-best odds to go out and trade for the commander's former second overall pick. I mean, I have to ask you this, even though I know the, the, the response. Is there any, any, any slight possibility that the Steelers land Chase Young? I mean... I say no, but I, I, I mean, you can't say, you can't slam the door shut. I mean, here's the deal too. Like I, I just think back to that, um, the that Tomlin sound bite from Tomlin, yeah. the constantly talking about, you know, Chase Young. And he was like, you know, I don't want to be bad enough to get a guy like you. So, I mean, there's obviously 
some respect there between those two two parties. And I, I don't want to. That's another reason why. Like, I don't. I don't want to close the door on Chase Young still being a really good player too. Like I, yeah. I think that the the Twitterverse man like seems really low on him. And I'll be honest, like I, I haven't gone back and watched you know all of his snaps from last season. But um, you know, only playing three games, man, coming off of that type of injury. And I know you know availability is the best availability, but. Um, that's a serious injury to come back from. And usually guys aren't really right, especially like, you know, defensive players, pass rushers um, aren't really right until the second year off of that injury. So I, I, I'm excited to see what Young looks like this season. And maybe maybe Washington or Washington's also a little bit more inclined to decline that option because of all the other guys that they have over there. Yeah. You know, Sweat, uh, you know, they just paid uh, Deron Payne. Yep. Did he just get paid too? Yeah, of course, yeah, they yeah. still got John Allen. I mean, they've got a, they've drafted so many guys on that like defensive front. So maybe they're saying, you know, hey, even if he breaks out, you know, we've got the guys that we need for the future anyway. But um, would I like to see Chase Young in the Steelers uniform? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I just, you know, with Highsmith coming up, who knows what, what they're going to do about his deal. But, you know, the Steelers have two edge guys already that they're, you know, probably I would assume in love with between Watt and Highsmith. So yeah. I, I don't think Chase Young – uh, even even though people are low on him right now, I don't think he's you know edge three low. At least I hope yeah, not. If he, no. if the, if that's the market, they'll sign me up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody's at. like, hey, edge three, you want to come? To pay? We'll pay you edge three compensation for Chase Young. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, sounds good to me. That's <laughs> totally fine. I think the the thing with the because you bring up pain, they declined his fifth year option too. Still made sure to lock him in for a long term deal. I think Chase could be in the same boat, like. They look at him now, and I don't know how contract – I don't pay attention to the commander's news, but right. the, maybe they're in contract negotiations now with him to kind of hit it while his his value isn't as high. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy's still – I mean, he's a freaking nature, and and he was just like an a- absolutely gifted athlete coming out of uh, Ohio State. Would I want him in Pittsburgh? Obviously, everybody would. Do you think that's where he would play? Because that was the question that I got yesterday when – I saw the odds was somebody asked, would he play the edge or would he play defensive line? Yeah, I I think he's an edge. Just a strict um, edge? Yeah, but I mean, he is a little bit – he's different than the guys that the Steelers typically have out there. I mean, yep. Young's a really – I mean, he's a great athlete too in his own right. Um, but, you know, I think that he's listed like 6'5", 265, so he's a bigger guy. He's more like um, – Dupree's build rather than, you know, uh, Highsmith, um, who's a, who's a smaller guy. But, um, you know, I, like I said, I remember the Chase Young that I saw out of Ohio State. And I just, uh, I think to myself, like, are we really even asking this question right now? Are yeah, we, right. Do, like, is who this, is, yeah, who, who's ridiculous. opposed to this? Uh, I, I would love to hear the, um, <laughs> hear the remarks on that side of the argument just because, uh, other than availability, you know, and I, I think yeah, that a freak yeah, yeah. injury like that, I mean, it is is what it is stuff happens but i mean you just go back and look at his numbers from his rookie season man like four Dude, or 42 pressures uh six sacks six hits 30 hurries um i mean that's those are phenomenal numbers and like yeah. pass rushers as rookies like typically struggle i mean those, those guys typically come along really really slow and you know he was really impactful as a rookie yeah um Second season looked like the numbers kind of dipped a little bit before he got hurt but i mean still 24 pressures and 400 snaps 300 of those pass rush snaps i mean that's still i mean that's still pretty productive you know i think it just i don't know i'm interested to see you know what he looks like i kind of want to do that maybe this weekend go back and look at some of the some of the film on what he looked like last year when he came back but he only played three games 
no pressures against the Niners, had three pressures against Cleveland, four pressures against Dallas. So it's not like he was just a complete ghost when he came yeah, back. Yeah. No, no, he's still, I mean, still a quality player. That's everybody should look for now. Like, just bookmark the uh, Steelers DB on YouTube because <laughs> you should expect a Chase Young video by Monday morning. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what it says. <laughs> um, with that said, you know, obviously it would be nice, but the Steelers, chances are, are going to rock with who they have right now. They, they've right. made headlines. Those defensive, the defensive linemen that are already in Pittsburgh have had a good OTAs. DeMarvin Leal, I think, was the biggest name. Larry Ogunjobi, I think, would follow, but let's start with DeMarvin Leal. Slim down from 310 pounds to 290 pounds. I mean, last year played probably every position along the defensive line. I think that the expectation this year is that he'll play pretty much strictly defensive end, maybe a little bit of defensive tackle, which is essentially the same thing in Pittsburgh. Do you think that's better? You you, you look at this guy, you, you, you expect a bigger year too, or does the slim down you know, maybe trouble you a little bit? I'm just I'm waiting to see slash hear the plan for what Leal is going what they want Leal to be like. I think that um, it seems like he may just be like a hybrid type of player and maybe not like a full time uh, like a full time three tech or a full time edge. Maybe he's just a guy that they feel comfortable moving around or being a little bit of a chess piece. Um, We'll have to see. I mean, I'm open to, you know, ideas. The thing with Leal, right, is, um, you know, he was 280 at the combine. He tested poorly. And, you know, I think the the common thoughts around, you know, draft Twitter and everything else was like, well, he needs to put on a little bit more weight. It just yep. become like a three tech. And that's that was fine. I think that that was the best case scenario for him developing into a full time player because he's not explosive enough or athletic enough to really play like edge, especially like three, four outside linebacker full time. Like you mm-hmm. just look at the testing numbers, they're just not in his favor. I mean, he ran a five second 40 yard dash, a one seven four ten yard split, 28 in the vert, 106 in the broad. I mean, those for edge, like that's just not typical numbers that you're going to see from like a starter. Now, the thing with him, you know, going to three tech was always like he was top heavy. Like you looked at him on his college film. Um, he just didn't have a lot of sand in his pants. Like you would see, yep. you would see doubles come his way. He would just get blown off the ball. Even like sometimes like base blocks, um, he would end up four or five, six yards down the field. And we kind of saw that a little bit too, like last year in his rookie year. Um, he was, uh, he was a solid run defender as an edge rusher. He, he made some really nice plays. I thought setting the edge, um, but you know, he was playing at 300 and something pounds. Like there yeah. are no 300 ed- pound edge rushers in the NFL. No. So he was, he was better as a run defender out there on the edge. But the problem is like, as a pass rusher, he's not explosive enough to really threaten like how athletic NFL tackles are, mm-hmm. um, you know, off the edge. So it's difficult, man. I, I, I'm interested to see what the plan is uh, with him. I'm, I'm not giving up on him by any means. I just don't, I don't know. I I, I want to see it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. I want him to move inside pretty strictly. Like I, I think that that's the best opportunity for him. I don't like hybrid players at all. I just think that in the NFL, if you have more than one position, really, you don't really have a position. And that that's how, a lot, that's how a lot of guys do end up though. Like, like if like you're saying, like they get caught in that tweener mode and yeah. it really requires like those type of players not to cut you off, but like those type yeah. of players really require really cognizant and focused and detailed coaching staff to put them in best positions to play. Yeah. Like I, I look at guys like um like there are examples of guys that are like that in that tweener mode that I really like. 
And then, but there's probably a lot more of them that just don't pan out. Like you're saying, like yeah. one of the guys that I really like is, uh, is Arden key. I feel like I've talked about him a lot on social yeah, media, true. but, um, Arden key, a, a thinner guy, but he's an edge rusher, but really the, the, where he's best is like sub package football third downs. They'll put him over guards and he just, he works guys inside on the interior, even though he's only like 250 pounds, but he could never survive inside like on first and second down because he's not big enough, not strong Mm -hmm. enough, but like it requires a coaching staff to really believe in that vision and set out a vision for how they're going to use those players. And I'm not saying that Pittsburgh can't do that. It's just, we got to see it. You know, he has to be, he has to develop some type of calling card, even when he got the chance to rush the passer, whether it be inside or outside last season, he really wasn't that effective. So like in order for him to even be what I would call like a plus hybrid player, he's going to have to be an impactful pass rusher. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that as at least right now, he's not, especially if the edge he's not. And I think that's what concerns me is like. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If he was like this freak athlete and you looked at him and you're just like, this guy, this guy is so explosive that it's hard to say that he shouldn't be outside. Then you move him outside. But it's not like that's not the case with him. Like he, you look at him, you say he's got the build of a defensive tackle or a defensive end, excuse me. But he played a little bit outside in college. And that's why we've labeled him as this hybrid where I just think if you just said, here it is, they have Nick Herbig, they have Marcus Golden now. I, I guess if they keep Quincy Roche, they have Quincy Roche. Like they have options on the outside behind Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. There's no need to kind of press DeMarvin Leal and force him into something that maybe he's not going to be good at. Whereas in instead, don't waste year two of this guy before you make that decision. Just stick him at, stick him behind Larry Ogunjobi. Let him learn. They don't have anybody behind Larry Ogunjobi as it is. You know, like that's, I think that's the other thing is you look at outside linebacker and the Steelers are pretty good right now. Whereas in you look at their defensive line, Isaiah Loudermilk didn't impress anybody last season, so you can't expect him to do that this year. There's nobody else. Like, Armand Watts, is that who you're banking on? Like, maybe, I guess. You know, Braden Fajoko, probably just a nose tackle. Let DeMarvin Leal be that quality backup defensive end. And I think that just makes that makes everything so much better. And I, I honestly, there's a part of me that believes that that's going to happen. Like, by the end of training camp, we're going to get a feel that that's where he's going to be just because... I don't know. Like, I, I think that Nick Herbig's going to impress and Mark Skolin's going to impress. And there's just really no room for him out there. Do you think 290 is a concerning number to be at, a concerning weight to be at, at on the inside? I don't know what Larry no. is at. No, I think 290 is fine. I mean, I even thought that if he if if he could maintain his explosiveness at 300, like, that's that's fine, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, there are no 300-pound edge rushers. That's, no, that's no, the thing. No. Like, if he really was, and I mean, it sounds like he was playing 300 pounds last year, like, props to him, but... Yeah. There are there's nobody in the NFL that's doing that. I mean, no. you just can't. You, nobody's going to carry the weight that you have to carry at that position. So, I mean, I, I, I just keep thinking back to like the guy that I saw at A and M, and I just I'm really I don't know. I, I think that he's a better pass rusher than he showed last season. I mean, yeah, and I, I even agree. think I even think like going back and watching some of his preseason tape. Like when I watched yeah. him, I remember. 
um, there was a rep against the Seahawks where he hit somebody with a cross chop. And, you know, that was like one of his go-to moves at A&M. And I, I'm like, okay, like this dude, by the end of the season, like he is going to get on the field because he can rush the passer. And then when we saw him, in, and again, this is in limited time, but like we mm-hmm. saw him get in the game in the regular season, get a couple opportunities. It was like that pass rushing bag that he had, bag that he had in college, it just – it wasn't there. He didn't yep. have a pass rush plan. Didn't have any counters. Uh, just I don't know. Didn't look like the same type of player. And maybe maybe that was you know playing banged up. I know he missed a little bit of time with yeah, an injury. In the, up. Maybe in the middle of the season. Maybe he wasn't yeah, fully yeah. healthy. Maybe. And also too, um, this is something we talk a lot about come draft time. But you know, everybody kind of always says like, oh well, like when they get in the NFL, they'll put weight on him and he'll be he'll be he'll be better. He'll be stronger. He'll be better. That's not really how it works. Like, you got to think about body composition and, you know, you throw in even, let's just say he was playing at 310. Mm-hmm. That's 30 pounds, bro, from what he was at the combine. Yep. You're talking about a, a, you know, a nine-month transition where you're yep. going to put on 30 pounds. To put on 30 pounds of good weight, even with NFL, like, training programs, that's still a lot, man. Like, they can tinker yeah. with guys' weight. And it's nothing for them to go, you know, for bigger guys like that to probably go like 10, 15 pounds, but even 30 pounds, but that's, a, that's a lot of weight. Dude, that's a lot opinion. of weight. Go gain 30 pounds and try to go run at the same speed. And yeah. And it's, that's, and that's the thing. Like, can, can you maintain that type of explosiveness? Can you maintain that twitch at 300 pounds? Mm-hmm. That was what we kept asking this time, like last year when we were yep. talking about Leal, like how quickly is he going to get on the field? What type of contributions can he make as a rookie? And it was, that, that was my thing. It's like, I want to see how he moves at 300 pounds. I thought that he carried that fairly well in the preseason. But again, I don't, what was he in the preseason? Like, was yep, he, was he exactly. 290? Was he 310? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's yep. difficult to say, but he's definitely a guy that I think all of Steelers fans and everybody in Pittsburgh is going to be really, really watching heavily um, during those three preseason games. Cause like, we just, I mean, year two, Tomlin talks about that leap. We need to see a leap from DeMarvin Leal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Leap's, uh, leap will be huge. Uh, the other guy on the defensive line that I want to touch on real quick is Larry Ogunjobi. He looks like he slimmed down um, look, full year. I think that was the biggest thing is he's finally got an offseason. Do you expect – because that, that's a guy that we've had – we've praised him. We've also criticized him. We've also – you know, there's been moments where we said, yeah, this guy doesn't really play every single down. He, he didn't practice. I, he might have practiced four times last season for because of a toe injury that didn't keep him out one week, which, you know, I'll shout out. I, I like Larry. O. Looks like he slimmed down this season. Uh, DeMarvin called him scary Larry. You expect a full offseason. Like, is that is that a guy who could be what he was in Cincinnati in a year? You, you have those expectations for him? Yeah, I mean. I'll be honest. I was surprised a little bit that Ogunjobi got a three-year deal from the Steelers oh, after, yeah, after the after what we saw last year. And it's not that he was bad. It's just, um, I mean, he was solid. I just didn't anticipate him getting the type of money or length of contract that he got. Yep, agreed. Um, but with that being said, man, I, I think that Ogunjobi is a really interesting player because to me, when I've watched him over the years, and obviously I didn't watch every single game he played in Cleveland or Cincinnati. But when I would study him, you know, leading up to Steelers games, I just always felt like he was a player that was hot and cold. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the NFL, like uh, starters impact type players that can run hot and cold. And I don't even want to say that it's his motor or anything like that. I just think like his effectiveness just kind of goes up and down. And part of that is, you know, health 
you know, he didn't, wasn't healthy this time last year. He's saying he's healthy now. Um, We'll just have to see. I mean, like you said, I mean, he literally did not practice last year. Like, just did not. (laughs) So, I mean, a guy who's going to be, you can be 29 or 30. 29. Uh, 29. You know, I mean, you just look at some of these games last year. um, I'm just got his game log up right now. Like, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, six games of zero pressures last year. I mean, this is a guy that was playing, you know, a pretty good amount of snaps. And then you look at the last game of the season against Cleveland, he had eight pressures. So it's like, it's like, how do you have, how do you have, how do you have six games with zero pressures? And then you have eight in the final game. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and guys, guys go through stretches where they, you know, are, you know, not as effective, whatever, but yeah. um, the Steelers pass rush could look a lot different if Okanjobi is fully healthy. And if he plays to the level that we have seen him flash at, um, over the past couple of seasons so yep. um yeah i mean this and the steelers gave him like i think it was like a three-year like 28 29 million dollar deal i mean yep. they, it ain't it no, ain't no. uh lucrative but at the same time it, it ain't chump change either like they gave him a really good deal i think he's like the 29th or 30th highest paid interior defensive lineman in the league which i yep. thought was a little bit high but at the same time you know um if we get you know, the best of him, I think that that deal could end up looking like a steal in two, three, in two years, you know, it just kind of depends, you know, if he's healthy and, you know, how consistent he can be kind of along the defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that that's a guy that the the upside is there. If it hits, it's huge. I think this off season is promising. I'm excited to see him once the pads come on, we'll get an expectation for him. But I think that right now it's, it is promising. And another thing like that, too, is um, I, I said that, you know, it the length and the overall amount of money made me mm-hmm. kind of squint a little bit. But at the same yeah. time, like you you made the point earlier about Loudermilk. I mean, what were they going to do? Yeah, I mean, they had no other option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there yeah. was nobody there, like Leal. You couldn't you couldn't realistically say we can feel comfortable with letting him walk in free agency. Cause then you'd be backing yourself into a corner come draft yeah. time. Like you, you'd be in you a worse spot than you were last year. Yeah. And you, you couldn't really do that without backing yourself into a corner. So yes. I, I don't think that they had anybody on the roster ready to kind of take that role. Even if I do think, you know, the contract was, you know, a little bit steep, but you know, Keanu yeah. Benton too. Like I, I know that, um, you know, it sounds like he's probably going to get, I mean, you've seen it, you know, firsthand. I, I'm thinking that he probably gets some time at nose tackled this year. Yeah. But I think long term, I, I will still maintain that I think Benton is better fitted, like a better fit for a three tech. Like I, yeah. I would rather him play more, you know, three tech, two I, four I, than I would, you know, sticking him out there at zero. Even though that might be the way that they try to get him on the field this year. Yeah, I think that that's their plan this year. That's what I kind of, I mean, even when he was drafted, you know, the the I forget what coach talked to us. It might have been Tomlin. I don't remember said the plan immediately is for him to play nose tackle. And then, but that's what they said immediately is to play nose yeah. tackle. So I expect that's where they, you know, they understand they have a hole there. They got to fill it with somebody and that's their guy. He's a second round pick. And then they can move into, you know, Cam's near in the end of his career. Larry Ogunjobi's three years, but like, you know, you never know what's going to happen there. It's just a starting ground. But I expect, I mean, Larry O described him as a dancing bear, which I thought was awesome. Um, <laughs> You know, it's hard to judge a defensive line at OTAs. So once we get into training camp right. pads, come on, we'll have a better understanding. All right, next big name I want to talk about that probably isn't coming to Pittsburgh, but 
has been named a uh, possibility to come to Pittsburgh. Dalvin Cook, who is expected to be released by four o'clock this afternoon from the Minnesota Vikings. A, I mean, I wrote a story yesterday about how terrifying that is for a name like Najee Harris, who's got to be looking at his NFL career going, I'm not going to make any money. Like this is, you know, my pretty much over after this one, because if, if Dalvin Cook, a four, four times back to back thousand yard rusher, some the healthiest he's ever been 27 years old, getting cut because they won't pay him. Very scary. Joy Taylor of FS1 went on and said that the Steelers could be a name to watch for Dalvin Cook after he hits free agency. I don't want to bag on Taylor. I don't want to criticize her, but I this is what she had to say, and we could we could pick it apart from there. Quote, I think he would be very interesting with the Steelers. When you think of the Steelers' offensive identity, they always have fast, big wide receivers and a solid running game. Now they have Najee Harris, but it's a two-back system anywhere you go. You don't really want to wear someone down. So in a two-running back system, a creative offensive coordinator, you can really utilize someone like Dalvin Cook. Two takeaways here. One, I didn't know that Matt Canada was a creative offensive coordinator. Two, totally forgot Jalen Warren left and never came back. So the Steelers clearly only have one running back. I mean, Dalvin, I'm going to ask you this again, just like I do it. Is Dalvin Cook coming to Pittsburgh? Is and doesn't make any sense for Dalvin Cook to come to Pittsburgh? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I was surprised that. I, see, I didn't see this before we literally jumped on for this, but I, I did not. I did not see people asking about Dalvin Cook, uh, yeah, but it's kind of funny that it that it did happen. I'll say obviously no, he's not going to come to no. Pittsburgh. But it is it is kind of interesting to look at just some similarities. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about how different the Vikings are schematically from the Steelers in terms of on defense, like how big of an adjustment it's going to be for Channing Sullivan for Patrick Peterson, but just. Full disclosure, there is some carryover with the running game just because oh. Dalvin, um, Dalvin's always been a really good zone runner, um, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective. Um, if you are curious, like outside zone, Najee Harris led the NFL last year with 98 carries on outside zone, and second was Dalvin Cook oh, with 89. Okay. So there okay. is some carryover in terms of like what those guys are used to doing. Um, one thing about that, da- one thing about Dalvin, just as a player, I know that the efficiency numbers and the advanced metrics like have pretty much all destroyed him since yeah. last season. Um, you know, just that he's getting up there in terms of total touches, in terms of, you know, maybe age. I know 27, I guess it's old, it's old for a running back now. It's old for a running back. Um, but Dalvin's offensive line, like I don't think did him a ton of favors, similar to where we kind of the way that we were talking about Najee Harris last year as well. Like I think he was hit at the line or behind the line of scrimmage on over 40% of his carries last year. Dalvin or not Najee. Dalvin. Dalvin. Ooh. So Yikes. not great. Um Dalvin still has, you know, the the breakaway speed. I know he did break a couple of long runs, at least in the games that I watched. Yep. Um, but you know, this the Steelers. I don't know what they're gonna do for the run, the RB three spot, but it doesn't need it's, to be Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, be Dalvin Cook. Yeah, there's no yeah, way it's gonna I, be I just, Dalvin Cook. I, I don't think that that's necessarily something that they need. Now, am I gonna like turn? My, would I turn my nose up at Dalvin Cook for like cheap? No, no, but like at the same time, I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get something reasonable for like a one or a maybe two year deal somewhere to be like a starter, at least like the one B type of guy. And he, he's not going to be that here. I don't think so. No, 
No. The Steelers don't have, first off, the Steelers have no cap space left, so they'd have to create cap space for a running back three. You uh, essentially, at that point, just tell Najee Harris, see you later, buddy. Like, you know, you're not getting another contract. It's all over. And Jalen, I don't even know what you do with Jalen. Like, what do you do with Jalen? Jalen Warren's making $300,000 this year, and you're going to go sign another running. He's the cheapest option. He is the best option in the NFL. Like, he really is the best. You look at that guy's contract. He's got two years left on it. Neither of them hit a million dollars. That is, and like, if the Steelers decided that he's a starter, I don't think a lot of people would complain. Like, I think they'd be like, yeah, give him a shot. Best option in the NFL. Dalvin Cook is, there's zero chance he's coming to Pittsburgh. Like, absolutely zero. Now, I think worst case scenario is he possibly ends up in the AFC, which it looks like he's going to do. And that stinks for the Steelers long term, especially when, they hit the playoffs and they got to play some of these teams. My dad's a Broncos fan. He texted me immediately and was like, when Dalvin Cook ends up in Denver, we're winning the Super Bowl. And I was <laughs> like, maybe you might actually. That being said, to transition into you know actual Steelers news here, Jalen Warren talked about how they're already working on him and Najee getting on the field together in two running back sets. You had a field day with that one on Twitter saying, oh, yeah, it's a little early for these two running back set talk, blah, blah, blah. I thought it would be earlier or later than last year. Do you expect a change or you just, you know, or do you really laugh it off and just say this is not going to happen? It just, it's, it's funny to me because we, we talk about some of the same stuff every off season. It yes. just always kills me. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm going to, in the next couple of weeks, put together like a bingo card for Steelers <laughs> off season talking points. And it's like, uh, we hit another one. I, I think it was my guy, Nick was talking about, um, a day or two ago was talking about they were they were talking about the uh increase in play action and i was yeah, like oh yeah yeah, we go. yeah mark another <laughs> mark another one off on the steelers bingo it's just like the same things that we talk about every offseason i feel like uh yep. increased play action increased motion the two yep. running back or pony sets it's yep. like work over the middle of the field wild card they, are, they uh, sometimes they sometimes uh, – it just depends on when they get talked about, but they always get talked about this time of the year, and it's just funny to me. Um, I mean, they did do a little bit of it down the stretch. I mean, I, I remember one play where they had uh, Jalen split out wide. I think they gave him a jet sweep. But um, it's just – I don't think that the two-back sets are going to be something that's going to be like a major component of the offense. I mean, I don't know anyone in the NFL that's really using them a ton like that. Mm-hmm. Um for me, it would be more interesting if, like, they went to the more, like, twenty-one personnel. I, I yep. think it, it could they could get kind of kind of weird and do some twenty-one personnel stuff and use Connor Hayward as a fullback. If we're talking about getting real weird, that would be what my version of real weird would be: is use Connor at fullback, and then your two tight ends be Washington Fryermuth, and then you know Deontay George at receiver, and then you come out like that, you get. Four three three four base defense personnel on the other side, and then you go empty. Yep. And because that's the thing, like you can put Frymuth, obviously he basically a slot receiver, but yes. you can split. You can keep either Hayward or Washington in line, or put one of the other in the slot, and then you can go empty, and then you're going to get favorable matchups with one of your tight ends on a linebacker or safety. So yep. if we're talking about getting real weird, that would be what I'd be interested. In. As far as like the pony <laughs> sets and stuff like that, I just. I don't know. I think it's just something that people people like to talk about. I don't I don't really know why. If somebody if somebody knows why, they can drop a comment. But um, they, uh, yeah, yeah, people do. They just they just want the star power. You know what I mean? Everybody wants the star power on the field, which is, you know, something good to have. What do you think is a re- like not a realistic number? What is 
if you were if you were utilizing the Steelers' offense, if you were calling the place, what would your split be between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen's still gonna probably be the third down guy, right? Like he's gonna yeah, be the yeah, primary third down guy, like pass yeah. protector, yeah. third and long think situation guy. But but you look at that as just like a you know. Like, is that how you would run it? Najee first I mean, down, six, he's the third down guy. 65-35? Yeah, I feel Something like that's like a that. good number. I mean, I, I think that is realistic. I mean, you, yeah. you can still – you can give Jalen, like, every third series, and then he plays, you know, he plays in third and long situations, and then Najee gets the goal line work. I mean, I, I think that that's yep. a pretty pretty solid split. I mean, you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, Najee and just running backs in general, like – the shelf life for them. I mean, those guys, it, it, they're in a really difficult situation, right? Like teams aren't really wanting to pick those guys in the first round anymore. Yep. It's not smart. Like even the the good running backs, like, you know, your Dalvin Cooks, your Zeke Elliott's like, it's not smart to get those guys to your two uh, second contracts. Cause you know, by the time they're in year two of the contract, they're getting released and cut. Yep. So it, it's difficult. Cause these teams, they just wear them down, wear them down, wear them down. And then their rookie deals up and, they are forced to go elsewhere and play for, you know, pennies on the dollar. Yep. Um, so they're in a difficult spot. But, you know, maybe I actually wrote about this in my running back preview. Uh, maybe Jalen, you know, coming on and being, you know, a real good surprise for the Pittsburgh organization. Maybe that actually helps Najee prolong his career. You know, Najee's yep. a guy who touched the ball a ton at Alabama. You know, he had 300 plus touches in both of his first two seasons with the Steelers. Yeah. Dude, is that maybe, like six, 600 touches or something? Yeah, maybe, touches. maybe, maybe Jalen coming along and taking, you know, 35% of that timeshare for the next two years. Maybe, maybe that does um, allow Najee to play into like his late twenties and still be, you know, a relatively productive player. Cause I mean, really over the past like decade, and a little bit over that, probably like who are the guys that have been that have proven to be like effective, like really, really effective and efficient, like into their late twenties. I mean, it's really like it's Derek Nobody. Henry, it's yeah. Adrian Peterson. I mean, those yeah. guys are probably, you can pretty comfortably call them the exceptions, not the rule. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've, we've got a lot of evidence that this doesn't happen for, you know, the 95% of running backs that we see, you know? Yeah. What is the uh, what, what do you think the change there is? Because like remember remember back in the day, like remember growing up, if running backs ran what seemed to be much like it was a much more physical game. I guess you know you were getting, but like dude, Willis McGahee would play with like broken ribs, played into his thirties. Fred Jackson played four hundred years in the NFL, <laughs> successful every one of them. Adrian Peterson's thirty eight years old. People are still talking about him coming back for another NFL season. Like what at what point? Like what is change? Like how is Zeke twenty seven years old doesn't have legs anymore? Dalvin Cook's coming off four thousand yard years. He's apparently done. Saquon, you know, Josh, all these guys. Like what? What is going on? What is the NFL? What is the change in the NFL? You know that that's a really good point. I I don't, I don't really I don't know the answer on why that is. Why running backs just don't seem to like, I guess, last as long. But then yeah. again, like I, I look at, I think we look at efficiency numbers differently than like back in the day and maybe okay. maybe that's why teams are like more proactive on predicting like decline for those type of runners mm-hmm. but it is a different game like you look at like curtis martin is like a hall, hall of fame back yes. right like but he averaged like 4.0 yards per carry like that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he did like i think true bettis bettis finished his career under four yards per carry like now like yep. if you're a guy that averages 
four yards a carry, like you're looked at like a bum. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, just because yeah. there's so many guys that, you know, are explosive in their rookie deals and they go for, you know, 4.7, 4.8, 4.9 yards per carry. And then, you know, they just don't last. And I just think, you know, obviously with the game being more like spread out and, you know, the things that we really prioritize with running backs now, the ability to catch the ball, the ability to pass protect is more important than getting 27, 28 carries. Like nobody's running an offense like that anymore. And I just, True. I also think that, um, and this is just me, like maybe just brain galaxy brain and stuff. But I also think that like kids coming up now, they just, they play more ball. So I yeah. think there's more wear and tear on guys maybe. And, and, you know, with AAU and, you know, there's AAU football. I, yeah, I know everybody's probably leagues. seen – I know everybody's, like, seen the um, the tweet about that AAU league that's, like, starting up, which I, I have some feelings about that I think that that is dumb, you know, I don't know asking. So there's, like, a new, like, AAU league, like, high-tier, like, AAU league that's, like, starting up. That's basically going to be in the – it's the offseason for regular fall football. That's all Basically, yeah, basically you're going to ask me – having kids that are in high school that are trying to get recruited by these big programs, they're going to be playing, you know, tackle football for nine months out of the year. Like that, that can't happen. What are you doing? What are you, it's you're, the you're worst walk thing. At 35 yeah. years old. But like, that's the thing though. Like their AU football is not, I mean, it's, this isn't the start of that. I just think it's the, the next step of it, you know, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. but a lot of these, a lot of these um guys, you know, even like Najee, I mean, Najee had a ton of touches in college. You know, if you play like four years in college and you're like the workhorse back, I mean, you think back to like some of those Wisconsin backs, uh, oh, dude, you know, in the 2000s. Yep. I, I mean, yep. guys like that would touch the ball like crazy, like four or 500 times. And yep. it's just I think that by the time those guys, a lot of those guys get to the NFL, it's just they, they've already got, you know, freaking a thousand plus couple like fifteen hundred plus touches. And it's yep. it's tough, you know, that. There's been like studies and stuff, like analytical studies that pretty much say, like, I, I think the number is like 1,200, I want to say, like 1,200 carries or 1,200 touches, or maybe it's like 15. It's some, somewhere in that 12 to 15 range. And that's where like running back efficiency starts to just kind of like fall off a cliff, you Yikes. know, and that's Najee's about four, Najee's a season away from that. That's, <laughs> yeah. So that's like, but, actually but I think like that, that was the thing like with Najee too, with even when they picked him in the first round, I, I think, you know, he was a, 20 24 year old rookie yeah, yeah so like i mean 24 year old rookie with four seasons of wear and tear at alabama um i mean it was unrealistic to ever think that he was going to play beyond like the fifth year option because at that yeah. point you know he's 29 years old i mean they're, they're who who's a 29 year old workhorse running back or even starting running back in the league right now other than derrick henry i mean maybe maybe no. Naj ends up like derrick henry and he's just a monster Maybe. going forward I, I don't think that that's yeah that's no, no disrespect to Naj, but um Derrick Henry just like I said I think there, there's usually it just seems like in the past decade or two there's usually one exception to the rule and everybody else it just it just kind of after that point it's just you know they're just are what they are and they're just kind of a backup yeah it but just it falls off it does you can't make any money you can't make any yep. money like they're they're getting screwed on their rookie deal teams are yep. literally basically abusing them and yep. you know but it yeah. is what it is. What do you? I don't know what the solution to that problem is, at least from their perspective. But. No, I don't either. I wrote about that yesterday in the Dalvin Cook Najee thing. Is that I don't know what how you fix it, but I think that they have running backs have to figure out a way to fix it because a lot of guys you're going to start coming up into college and say I'm not playing running back. I'm playing wide receiver. Yeah. Or, well, you know, I like, wonder. I, I just uh, something that I've always thought of, like 
you know, we don't, we have like a uh, proven performance, like escalators and stuff and like rookie yep. deals. But like, I wonder if running back, if that's something like we need to look at and say, all right, like we, for that specific position, maybe it's an extra, you know, hundred thousand or yep. 250,000. If you go over, you know, 1500 scrimmage yards or some, something like that, just because yep. to make something that, you know, 250,000 is not going to make or break an NFL organization, even from a salary cash perspective. And I, you know, at the end of the day, like these guys have shut such short shelf lives. Some of these guys aren't even getting like their second contract is a veteran yep. minimum deal. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, like you said, I, I don't know what the answer is, but it, they're getting put in a really tough situation. So. Yeah, it does. It stinks. And we'll talk about that more as, you know, Najee's got a whole year ahead of him after this one before the contracts, but it is, it's a tough time for him. And I, we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it more is that he is in probably the worst situation when it comes to a running back and all this news is not, is not helping him. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk, and check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Find all of mine and Derek's work at allsteelers.com, and make sure to look early next week, probably, for my boy dropping a Chase Young video, heading to the Steelers, <laughs> never know. <laughs> I'll be back on Monday with Steven. Enjoy another beautiful weekend in the Berg. Peace.